Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second uh, Impact Job Talk podcast. And uh, I'm here with the Impact Business Group partner, Matt Peel. And uh, today we're going to just jump right into it and uh, talk about one of the the questions that a lot of candidates have uh, is, how do I know that my job interview went well? So you went in, you had a good interview, and what are some of the specific signs that it actually went well and that things might be moving in the right direction? Uh, and we'll also talk a little bit about from the interviewer point of view that you, you had a good talk with one of your candidates and how do you know that they're actually really interested uh, and that they might actually want to accept the job offer if you were to present one. So uh, Matt, um, I have so 12 things here that people might want to look for. And um, the first one is if let's say you're coming in for an interview and uh, maybe you've got 30 minutes planned or scheduled uh, and all of a sudden it seems like 35, 40, 45 minutes are going by and what do you think candidates should take out of that? Hey Mark, thanks again for having me. Uh, delighted to share my perspective on, on uh, the area of how the job went well. I, I guess every job interview lays out an agenda for the candidate and, and says, "Here's the time slot you're meeting with people." So if if uh, from a candidate standpoint, if if that time slot is is being extended and uh, they ask you to stay longer or goes over that's obviously a great sign somebody that is um, not interested in your candidacy isn't going to invest more time to talk to you and overstay the allotted time they have so that's always a great sign when things go longer both from the candidate standpoint as well as the client the client then it's is still engaged in the questions and, and wants more time with the person so it's yep. always a great time yep. or a great time and uh, something else to look for is not just what's being said but how it's being said in an interview um, so if the interviewer starts talking kind of about how they envision you in the role specifically, as opposed to, you know, we, we think the candidate for this job would be X, Y, and Z. We're thinking, hey, you will probably be doing this in this role and you might be working with this other person in this department. And they start kind of almost talking like they're envisioning you in the job role. Um, yeah, again, the, the best sign you'll find people, it's natural behavior when somebody's liking um, the person they're talking to, they'll start referencing hey, when you get into this role, this is what you'll be doing versus uh, when an interview isn't going as well, the, the, the interviewee keeps talking more in third party or uh, reference to when we find somebody or this will be what we're expecting somebody to do. Uh, and there's no tie back to the candidate saying, how do you feel about that or how would you respond to that? Um, there's still kind of that that feeling outline in the sand of going. I'm not so sure about this 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 interview yet. So as a candidate, if you are, or even as a client, if you're hearing the other person start talking more in neutral terms, is there anything that you uh, would advise for them to maybe do to turn things around a little bit? Yeah, from the candidate side, if they feel that that divide or it's more uh, a sterile interview, it's it's protocol appropriate, uh, however you want to term it, for the candidate to say, is there any other information I can give to you regarding my, my experience in this area? Uh, what the candidate is, is in essence, we're, we're coaching them to do is reach across that line and say, there's a little disconnect here. What other questions do you have or, or am I not answering this the way you want me to answer it? Um, and just trying to extend that out branch going, okay, what, what am I not giving to you? From a client standpoint, the same thing, right? It's it's reaching across and asking for more information and asking that open-ended question of saying, can you qualify what your role was or your experience was in this area? 
and trying to get that candidate to open up a little bit to give more more insight versus the the hard line in the sand of just the yes and no answers. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it might be the standard protocol to walk somebody around a, uh, you know, the office building or the, the plant, whatever it might be. Uh, but uh, if um, if you're getting introduced to people that are working in the office and uh, around the building, what would you take away from that? Uh, always a good sign, right? And typically in the first interview stage, um, a plant tour or a, a tour around the, the, the office or the organization isn't typically what they do. You know, you're sequestered into a conference room, they float people in and out. If it goes well, we'll call you, don't call us. But if they take you out and say, hey, do you want to have a tour uh, or, or, or see the operation? obviously take it and that's a great sign because they do want to get you acclimated with the culture the environment what it looks like to work here and if they're introducing you to to, to their colleagues and always a great sign yeah and on the flip side of that uh, i would say if if you're out there and maybe you're wanting to see more and it seems like they're just not wanting to show you around or maybe even they're setting the interview away from the office building somewhere else i would maybe say that's a little bit of a red flag either that the interview is not going well or maybe they're hiding something. So I don't know if you've had that experience. It, I have it on both. There are some clients that, that will bring folks in for the first interview and, and it is all business. I have a series of questions to get through and if they check all these boxes, then great. And there'll be time at the second interview to walk through why this this company is a great, great sell. But from a recruiter standpoint, if we can educate the candidate up front about what to expect, then there's no surprises. That candidate doesn't walk into a scenario and misread an interview going, they just hammered me with 10 questions and it was over. Right, so that's a great great uh, reason to work with a recruiter because they're gonna give you a heads up of exactly how the interview's probably gonna go down, so. Absolutely, you know, we wanna give the, the both the candidate as well as the client the best opportunity to get to one and know, know one another. We let the candidate know what to expect and on the client side, we let them know what is important to the particular candidate so there is a conversation not this starchy formal interviewing scenario right and um, another good sign I would say if if you're at the first interview and right away they're scheduling you in for a second one I'd say that's a pretty solid sign that obviously they're wanting you to come back so absolutely right I'm not gonna invest as the client I'm not gonna invest more time and just talk about coming back in if I don't mean it. Right. So if they, they talk about can you come back in next week or the day after, whatever it might be, that's a great sign that they're still interested in you. Yep. And uh, if the interviewer starts asking you about, hey, are you having any other interviews? Have you been offered any other jobs? Those kinds of questions. Um, is that something that you would take anything away from? Yeah, certainly from a client standpoint, um, they want to know what they're up against. No different than uh, the candidate, right? What's my competition look like? Um, how many other people are you considering? From the client standpoint, you, you definitely want to know. How does this stack up with the other interviews that you've had and, and rank us? You know, if there's interest and they're asking you to rank where, where this interview sits compared to the other things you're considering, it's a great sign. Yep. Again, from a client standpoint, I'm not going to ask you to rank this opportunity if I have no interest in, in moving forward with you. Right. But they might just ask if you have you know some other interviews going on or something else kind of yeah. happening, so they know if you're yeah. If it's a in if it's an interview that's not going very well, I'm not going to ask you yep. you know because ultimately I don't care. Right? This isn't the right fit. I wish you well, and uh, and and let's move on. And um, 
if you are in the first interview and maybe you've even been asked a second one, but if they ask you for references, uh, so more on the, the candidate side, what, what are some things that you should do as sort of best practice if, if you know, they are asking you for references? Yeah, be prepared. Uh, references seem to be, you know, a, a dying requirement or softening requirement in today's market just because of labor laws and restrictions about what you can say about a current employee or a past employee. So references aren't as, as critical as they once were, but be prepared. Ultimately, come to that interview with your reference sheet of who you have already spoken to from a candidate standpoint, who you've already spoken to uh, in confidence, hey, I would like to pass your name along, only we'll use it if necessary. Uh, but be prepared to hand that list over if somebody asks for the references. It's a great sign. I'm not asking for references if uh, I don't think your candidacy is 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 valid and aligns fairly well to the organization. Yeah. And for the, the candidate point of view, when you're writing your resume or cover letter, you don't really need to put references in there. Some some candidates do, but I would say maybe if you agree with me, but it's probably not necessary to drop in references right in your uh, application. Yeah, I'll touch base on both, right? The cover letter is, is required in some aspects. If it is required of you from a candidate standpoint, it should be seven sentences, three short paragraphs. Here's how I found out about you. Here's how my interests lie. Here's how you contact me. So the cover letter, um, and especially in today's market, nobody has time to read through it because of the, the volume of candidates that, that, that flow through that desk. Um, you know, certainly from the recruiters or the candidate side of the equation, um, talk to those that you're going to pass on because a lot of times you have a perception that, hey, I'm going to pass Mark's name on as, as a reference. And, and when Mark finally gets that call from the client on my behalf, um, I want to know what you're going to say about me. Yep. So I want to have an advanced discussion versus you going, hey, I'm not probably not the best person to, to, to be a reference. I don't want that client to call you and and so. you talk about my poor time management, which is accurate, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm, I'm so. out for the job. So. Yeah, right. So so talk to your references ahead of time. Make sure you know what they're going to say. And Absolutely. Hopefully you already have an idea what they're going to say when you kind of thought that that would be a good reference. Absolutely. Um, and um, sometimes it'll happen, uh, kind of move along to the next point. If, if the interviewer is trying to really sell you on the company and the job role, sometimes they might do that in the job description, talk about all the great benefits and you know, we do casual Friday and uh, all those kinds of things that they might do that are, make it a fun workplace. Uh, but if that starts happening in the interview, um, is that something you think is more typical or is it kind of a good sign that the interview is going pretty well if they're really wanting to know, wanting for you to know that it's a great place to work? Yeah, it's not typical. Um, again, I go back to, I, I'm not going to try and uh, sell you on my company culture and how our Fridays are if if you're really not somebody that I view as aligning to this this organization, it's going to be it's going to be very starchy. The interview is going to be very yes and no answers. There's not going to be a lot of feedback that I give as the client, and we're trying to get through this process and, and move on. But if if, uh, if they do put that hat on, and when they're talking about their company culture, or benefits, and environment, goes hand in hand with the plant tour or see the office. It's a great sign. They want to show you who they are and what makes them different or unique yep. um, and what their DNA is all about to see that you may align to, to this type of culture. Kind of make you feel like this is a good good place that you would want to be at. So. They're obviously fond of the organization. Otherwise, they wouldn't put them in the interview. Yep. And uh, 
they have people that can can talk about the culture and what makes the company unique. And if, if they put that hat on, you know it's it's going well. It's going in the right direction. And now, um, if you're applying for jobs on your own, this this is something that you're not going to get. But one of the benefits of talking to a recruiter is that they're going to talk to the the company afterwards and the person or the people that you're interviewed with and get a little feedback and maybe provide that back to you. So um, can you talk a little bit about that and what a candidate might want to look for in that kind of conversation with a recruiter after the interview is over? Yeah, from a recruiter standpoint, it's just as I said before, I want to want to prep both sides going into the interview so they're at least warmly comfortable with one another and they know it's important. Yep. I want to do the same thing on the, the back side. I want to follow up with the, the candidate immediately and how did it go, get their take on things while it's fresh in their mind. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to overcome any type of perceptions. But the same thing, I want to follow up with the client right away. How did it go? What did they like? What did they dislike? And I want to pass both parties' feedback to one another. If there's concerns from the client, I want to get those addressed right away from the candidate. If the candidate has questions um, that, that they're not sure of, I want to be able to get those answered real time so both parties can keep the process going. So from a recruiting standpoint, I would hope most recruiting organizations do that, but ultimately it's it's the last piece where we can share information. As I said in our uh, our previous podcast, I don't make any of the decisions in it. I'm a facilitator of information and passing on the respective concerns or positive aspects of the interview to each party is, is critical. Now, that said, if you're in an interview not through a recruiter, this gets this gets a little bit uh, a little bit more dicey of how do you give that feedback when you don't have a third party helping to mediate that, and it ultimately will fall on the client. Right. So working with a recruiter might make it a little easier to if there was something that was missed in the interview from both sides to maybe relay that information afterwards and maybe patch up some gaps that were you know, missed as far as things they wanted to discuss or maybe some misconceptions about each other so absolutely perceptions become reality and the idea is to address those perceptions real time and either either say yeah your perception's right this is a real concern or or alleviate that perception and turn it into a a non-factor yep and uh, we kind of touched on it a a little bit ago here but i'm talking about company culture and um it's important to find that good match where the, the, the candidate is a good match with the, the corporate culture. So uh, you have some companies that are a bit more conservative and uh, kind of slow moving, and then you have some that are very forward thinking and more youth culture oriented. So you want to find that right match. So uh, if the uh, that topic comes up in the interview, like how do you normally take that? And um, if the, the interviewer starts talking about here's our culture, here's what we're like, and trying to find out if that candidate is a good match. Uh, another another great question um, from the candidate side. We always recommend asking you know two really simple questions of the client, and that is, what types of people succeed here? Yep. What types of people fail? It will really peel that sheet back and allow that candidate to see from the manager's perspective what types of people really really thrive in this organization. Um, and also on the client side, we encourage to ask the same same question. What's that ideal role? What frustrates you about your current job today? Just so you can get a sense of that behavioral characteristics or the behavioral pattern of the candidate to make sure that they align. You don't want a heads down person that just you know wants to, to crank out specs or design docs or, or, or computer code uh, in a role where the client needs somebody more customer facing or 
business ops facing. It's just not going to be a good long-term match. You have an introverted person, and we're talking about you know business analysts or an extroverted type of role. Yep. And from the from the candidate point of view, it's a good question to ask even the interviewers. Ask what do you like working here, and see what they say, and see if their answer maybe lines up with why you might like working at a place. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, a lot of times when the interview is over, they might say, "Yeah, we'll contact you," and they might give you a little idea of the timeline. But if they actually give you more specific directions as far as, "Hey, if you got more questions, you know, shoot me an email. Here's my business card. Those kinds of things." Uh, is that something you see happening normally, or would that be a pretty good sign for someone to say, yeah, this is moving in the, in the right track? Here. Yeah, if I'm handing you my business card proactively without you asking for it, it's a great sign that I'm interested. I'm making myself available to you to follow up with any questions you may have. In the meantime, uh, again, just to clear up any misperceptions you may have. So if if I'm investing in you, even my business card, to say, contact me. It's a great sign that there's interest, at least from the client standpoint, in you as a candidate. Right. And now something else that might come up uh, is salary. So what, usually a, a client will probably want to bring that up pretty quickly in the conversation to see if they're going to be in the right right uh, alignment with salary. And if, if the candidate wants way more than they're willing to pay, they might as well know that right away. So that might come up early. But in from the candidate point of view, um, what about a salary type of conversation would you take as a good sign that they're actually interested? Yeah, the salary is the tough one, right? It's uh, it's usually third, fourth, or fifth on the candidate's priority list, but it's a difficult question for them to answer. Um, honesty is the best policy. When they ask you what you're making today, you, you let them know. Yep. Um, if they ask you about what your target is, tell them what your target is. But I would qualify what your target is with uh, the caveat. I'm seeking the right cultural opportunity, functional yep. opportunity, whatever it is. Some of the things we just mentioned. Yeah. Compensation is usually third to fifth on somebody's priority so, list. So is there something specific about a salary conversation that might lead you to think that they're not disqualifying if you're in the right ballpark, but they're actually a sign of interest as far as you as a candidate? Again, there are some client organizations we have that uh, are, are, are larger, more global enterprise, and they have a more defined salary tiered program where max point and midpoints are already defined. Yep. Um, and you have other organizations that are a little bit more fluid that, that work within the requirements of the individual, regardless of how that alignment might be with internal equity. So salary is a tough one to... To, for me to answer sitting here, and I know you're looking for a more concise answer, but it's, salary is such a difficult, difficult one to answer without having any backdrop on the on, on the on the company again. So, back to the benefits of a recruiter of so in, in general more that question. Yeah, so in more in general, if if they start discussing salary with you, probably at least a some of it a sign that they're interested because if they're not, they're probably not going to bother bringing it up in the first place so at least it's a, a bit of a sign that they have some interest they, I, I would agree with that especially if you're getting in, in involved in HR a lot of times the first interviews are taking place directly with line management line leadership but certainly if HR comes in and talks through compensation where you're at and what you're looking for another great sign that there's interest there again um, they're not wanting your salary expectations if they don't view you as a, a valid candidate for considerations yep. And so the last sign that we have uh, that your interview went really well is that the, uh, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, 
Uh, but the interview is making the next steps pretty clear as far as when and how they're going to follow up. Uh, so what, as a candidate, would you be looking for to know that, yeah, this went well, and they're actually really interested when they start talking about next steps? Another area when when they lay out what those next steps mm-hmm. will be is a great, great identifier. Um, typically, as I said, in IT, engineering, accounting, finance, we have very math-centric, A plus B-centric people, and they don't often think about setting the, the, the next step for that particular candidate or, or where, the, where the next steps of that interview is going to take place. So from a client standpoint, if they say to the candidate, hey, this will be the next steps, and they lay that out clearly, uh, it's a great sign. They want to move forward with you. If those steps aren't laid out from a candidate standpoint, it doesn't mean that they don't like you or not interested in you. But from a candidate standpoint, if those next steps aren't being laid out, that's your opportunity from your seat to say, ask about it. Right? Ask about it. Yep. Hey, I felt positive about our discussion. Yep. You know, what are the next steps? And if there are not going to be next steps, they're either going to say, you know, I just don't think the alignment here, or you'll get a dear John, hey, I'll be back to you shortly after we meet with other people. Right. And sometimes they may not even know the exact time frame. They might think of a certain time frame, but they may not know for sure how many more interviews they're going to. You know, go through before they move to the next phase. So, uh, so from the candidate point of view, I would say probably just ask, okay, when can I expect to hear from you, and when are you expecting to to decide on this? Would probably be the best way if, yeah, if they don't some, give it up upfront. No doubt, having some clarity on that from a candidate standpoint is key. Yep. Where are you at in the process? How many other people are are we we considering here? When should I hear back from you? Just so you have some closure, you know yourself on, on what to expect from that particular client. Yep. So if they don't give you next step, doesn't necessarily mean anything one way or the other, but if they do give you some specific next steps, that's a good sign. Yeah. If they give you specific steps, it's, it's, it's clear, Hey, yep. this is what we wanted to do. But, um, a lot of times, especially in the larger enterprise organizations, the line management doesn't always have complete visibility to what HR does or doesn't have in their pipeline of other potential candidates. So there could be a little bit of a balancing act to make sure we get everybody in for considerations. Sure. So I think that wraps up the sort of the 12 signs that we had for you that your job interview went well. And uh, if uh, there are any questions uh, to follow up, what are some best ways to reach out to us, Matt? Uh, obviously our website, Mark, has all of the contact information, social media outlets to get in touch with us. Um, you know, feel free to email either one of us at jobtalk at impactbusinessgroup.com. Again, jobtalk, all one word, at impactbusinessgroup.com. Fire your questions. Uh, from my standpoint, even if you don't have a question, if there's other areas that you would like us to talk about, uh, please shoot us a note on that as well for future podcasts. We'd love to understand what you'd like to hear about. But uh, impactbusinessgroup.com has all the social media um links to how you can follow us and stay informed with what's going on sounds good so yeah if you have any questions or comments feedback we'd love to hear from you and uh don't forget to hit the uh subscribe button on whatever platform that you're listening to us on and uh uh, hope to to hear from you and uh, tune into our next episode of job talk and uh, appreciate you tuning in thank you